Now, as a nod to fashion, every episode we have a blazer of glory. This week's blazer of glory is the Sultan Jahanagar, who is famously depicted in the painting Jahanagar, prefers the company of Sufis to the company of kings. So King James had sent a, a new ambassador to India. England was a budding trading nation, just sort of recovering from having separated from the Catholic Church, trying to catch up with the rest of the European colonists who'd been conquering the globe with the doctrine of discovery, as Ziggy Ramos tells us in From Little Things, Big Things Grow. Uh, so James decided he would send a more impressive mission. The man chosen was a courtier, MP, diplomat, Amazon explorer, ambassador to the sublime port and self-described man of quality, Sir Thomas Rowe. Now, Rowe could on occasion be dismissively critical of Mughal rule. Religion's infinite, laws none, he wrote. But despite himself, he became thoroughly dazzled in the letter describing the Emperor's birthday celebrations in 1616. So we're talking very early in the 17th century. We're still just, on, you know, within a lifetime of Henry VIII. Uh, written from the beautiful half-ruined hilltop fortress of Mandu in central India. He's writing to the future King Charles, his son. Roe reported, um, or James's son, Roe reported that he had entered a world of almost unimaginable splendour. The celebrations were held in superbly designed, very large and beautiful garden. The square within all water, on all the sides flowers and trees, in the midst a pinnacle where was prepared the scales of mass gold in which the emperor would be weighed against jewels. Here attended the nobility, all sitting about it on carpets until the king came, who at least appeared clothed, or rather laden with diamonds, rubies, pearls, and other precious vanities, so great, so glorious. His head, neck, breast, arms, above the elbows, at the wrists, his fingers each with one or two large rings fettered with chains of diamonds. Rubies as great as walnuts, some greater, and pearls such as mine, eyes were amazed at. In jewels, which is one of his felicities, he is the treasury of the world, buying all that comes and heaping rich stones, as if he would rather build with them than wear them. The status of the English at the Mughal court in this period is perhaps most graphically illustrated by one of the most famous images of the period, a miniature by Jahangir's master artist, Bichitar. The conceit of the painting is how the pious Jahangir preferred the company of Sufis and saints to that of powerful princes. This was not actually as far-fetched as it might sound. One of Rowe's most telling anecdotes relates to how Jahangir amazed the English envoy by spending an hour chatting to a passing holy man he encountered on his travels. 
a poor silly old man, all ashed, ragged and patched, with a young rogue attending on him. This miserable wretch, clothed in rags, crowned with feathers, his majesty talked with about an hour, and with such familiarity and shew of kindness, it must needs argue in a humility not found easily among kings. He took him up in his arms, which no cleanly body durst have touched, embracing him and three times laying his hand on his heart, calling him father, he left him, and all of us, and me, in admiration of such a virtue in a heathen prince. Bikitra illustrates the idea by showing Jahangir's centre frame, sitting on a throne with a halo of majesty glowing so brightly behind him that one of the putti caught in flight from a Portuguese transfiguration has to shield his eyes from the brightness of its radiance. Another pair of putti writing on a banner reading, Allah Akbar, O King, may your age endure a thousand years. As for James I, in his jewelled and egret-plumed hat and silver-white Jacobean doublet, he is relegated to the bottom left-hand corner of the frame, below Jahangi's feet and only just above Bikita's own self-portrait. The king is shown in three-quarter profile, an angle reserved in Mughal miniatures for minor characters, with a look of vinegary sullenness on his face at his lowly place in the Mughal hierarchy. So there you have it. This week's blazer of glory, a fashion crime, a mistake. An outfit that may have bedazzled at the time, but didn't end well.